We are on Daf Kufnun Aleph. And the Gemara had been in the middle of discussing, we'll actually pick it up from the, the bottom line of Daf Kufnun Abishol. Ahai. Right, because Abishol said, Kalamar Abishol, Kolshani Zakoi, Bami Rase, Ani Zakoi, what do you call it? The Hashi Hase. Anything that, Ani Yoshei Lahachachala. Right, I'm permitted to, uh, to um, uh, do this shtick of of pushing the uh, of standing out by the city limits or whatever, um, of dealing with it in the basically being totally prepared to deal with it in the last few minutes of Shabbos. So that's the Gemara. Right, Abishola, hi. What's he referring to exactly? If he was reacting, which seems to be the simplest approach, he was reacting to the Rasha to the beginning of the mission. In the beginning of the mission, we know that you're not allowed to hire workers, and we know that you're not allowed to stand. On, you're not allowed to You can't stand at the Chum at the border um, of the Chum Shabbos and uh, and hold out for workers to show up at the end of Shabbat. So it's therefore accurate to say that only things that you're allowed to say, are you allowed to do hakshacha? Are you allowed to um, push the push the limits of the end of Shabbos? Or are you allowed to, to work, to try to work around the limits of the end of Shabbos? But says the Gemara, if that were the case, in context, right? It would make a whole lot more sense to say that um, anything which I can't say Right, anything which I can't, um, uh, or anything which I can't uh, do a chashecha version of, um, I'm not allowed to talk about because we're reacting to a negative. The Gemara over there had had been talking about things. Not the Mishnah there have been talking about things you're not allowed to do. Says the Gemara, what then? Right, a person is allowed to stay out late um, in order to guard his stuff, who maybe pairs biyaday. And subsequently, he can bring the payers home. Right? Then he should have said the other way around. He should have said that's that not not but vice versa. Right? That was a mention of things that you're allowed to to that you're You're allowed to stay out late for. Right? You're allowed to. to I, I need a shorter phrase for to translate. How does the article say? Um, hmm. um is it a wait nightfall? A wait nightfall. Okay, that works. Right, so I can await nightfall. All right, I can wait for the night. Anyway, but again, the order should be reversed because we're what we're learning from the mission is a case of, case of somebody. Um, awaiting nightfall, not talking. Says the Gemara, excuse me. He's referring to the Seifa. He's basing his statement on that which Rabbi Yudam Hashemol said. Right? I, I have some of your uh, fields in my tchum, and you have some of mine in yours, so we'll make a deal. I'll take a look. I'll, I'll go and, and keep an eye on yours, and you'll keep an eye on mine. Because Amr Abishol, Abishol was saying, 
Of course, you can see this. Rashi says everyone agrees, right? That uh, that I can that that to this halacha that we can make this arrangement. I'll watch yours. You watch mine. you can't await nightfall by the tum, by the uh, edge of the tum Shabbos, in order to rescue an animal. You have an animal that's wandered away, so you want to go get it. You can't stand there awaiting uh, nightfall. It's a good word, good phrase. Um, however, if it is standing outside the tum and you find yourself there, you are allowed to call to it. Um, and let it come to you. Okay. Um, uh, so to this that Abishol says, anything that you can talk about, you can do, you can await nightfall for. You can await nightfall in order to take care of the matters of a kala or the matters of, unfortunately, burying a dead body. To bring him an aura in a box and tachrich and shrouds. I don't lay for my complaining. And they want sasa. Complaining. Have they me while complaining? You can tell the, uh, the non Jew, go find X, Y, Z, right? Go find the, the supplies we need for the dead body um, or for the kala uh, from wherever. And if you don't find them there, then go to the next place. You can give all types of detailed instructions. If you don't find them for X price, give them, then you should pay up to this much. Basically, Yehuda rather says you should you should not mention any numbers. You shouldn't mention any prices. Okay. All right, that's the end of that. A new Mishnah. That's that. Halach we just learned a moment ago. Person's allowed to await darkness at the edge of the trum to deal with the matters of a kala and a dead body. When a non-Jew brings flutes on Shabbos, so a person should not have his hespid, so we don't really play flutes at our hespidim, but in the mourning process, the, the uh, public mourning for you know, somebody who was... Uh, I guess a little bit hush if they would play musical instruments, they would play chalilin, they would play these mournful flutes. Um, so you shouldn't, if a guy brings them on Shabbos, you shouldn't give someone, you shouldn't uh, use them to mourn somebody's death. Ellen Cambo and Makam unless we know somehow that they didn't come 
from outside the Tchum. Also, like Aaron, Rechafer, like Kever, you covered by Yisrael. Um, if they made a Aaron box or a Kever or dug a grave, right? Rashi says in this case it would have to be that either they were done for a non-Jew or they were done just to be sold, and then he comes along and buys them, or his, his people come along and buy them. You um, cover by Yisrael, then the uh, Jew may be buried. But if all that was done for a Jew on Shabbos by, uh, right, by the non-Jews, so you don't want to be, we shouldn't bury someone there because we don't want to bury anyone or do any funeral rites for anybody um, in a way that involves Chil Shabbos by Goyim for him. Okay, it says the Gemara, Miami, welcome Karev, how do we establish, right? What do you mean, welcome Karev? What does that mean? That's the, a nearby place. We know that we know it didn't, well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't uh, be too exacting, but what does the Mishnah mean by the words, Yimakim Karev? Rav Amar Mimakim Karev Mamash. Rav says, literally, you know it came from, right? Like, oh, it came from two streets over. We know which neighborhood it came from. Shmuel Amar Shmuel says, a bigger cool of Chayshin and Shem Chutz L'Chayma Lanu. So Rashi explains that that's like a very, it's a very funny phrase, but Chayshin Chutz L'Chayma Lanu literally means, usually we would say that means we're afraid um, that the, uh, that the materials that were brought come from outside our tchum, outside our wall. I says in this case, what we're saying is we only suspect, we don't know for sure, we only suspect that these materials came from from outside our wall, and therefore we're allowed to rely on the suffix and we make it and say, ah, we, okay, so we're not going to worry about that. Um, uh, we're not going to worry about that. We're going to rely on the assumption that they did not come from outside our wall. Okay. Um, says says the Gemara. The Mishnah is meduktik. It goes well like Shmuel. We said if you made a box, or if the if the goyim dug made a box or dug a grave, so you can bury the Israel in it. Since we don't know for sure if they made it for him, we just know they made it in general. And then they said, does anyone want to buy this? So we've seen the Shari. We see we're allowed to rely on the say, maybe they did a Daska because they knew that we were going to need it. No, we don't have to worry about that. We're told that we don't have to worry about that. So we see that Shmuel is right, that you're allowed to rely on uh, the suffix to be made we have also a brisa, which uh, sounds like Rav. Brisa says, uh, If you have a city where that is shared by Jews and non-Jews, it has a bathhouse which functions on Shabbos. If it's mostly non-Jews, so I can come right away and say, Shabbos right after Abdel, I can go straight to the bathhouse. But if it's a majority of Yidin, so that means that the bath attendants heated up the water knowing that Yidin are going to come with Shabbos, Jews are going to come with Shabbos, um, and the, make use of the bathhouse. So essentially, they heated up the, the water for us on Shabbos. So that's not correct. So what should we do? We should wait at least the amount of time that it takes to heat up new water. So what if the city's half and half? It's a perfect 50-50. You have to wait. However, um,
Sorry, just one second. Yeah, okay. Right, so that, that matches up very well with the opinion of Ra, which is that uh, when you have a half-on-half -half situation, when you have a suffix, the 50-50 is a perfect suffix, uh, nonetheless, he's supposed to be Machmer, right? He doesn't know like Shemot. Um, and just an, really as an afterthought of Yehuda Eimer, part of that same Raisa, Bambati Ketan, if you have a small, a little bath, right, in Mishpah, Rishos, Rechitz Bamiyad, a strange phrase. If it has Rishos, then Rechitz Bamiyad, you can uh, wash in it right away. My Rishos, I'm Rafita Maravitzah, greater Yehuda in Yesh Ba'adam Chashu, Yesh Lassar, Wadam Shkamal Yukum Masafat, is a non Jew, is an influential non Jew, right, a government official or the like, um, who lives in the town. Um, and we can assume that the water was heated for, uh, um, for him. All right, we can assume that the water was heated, right? All we need is one hush of a non-Jew, even in a city that's majority Jews, um, it's entirely possible that the water was heated for him um, immediately after Shabbos, because since it's such a small bath, and he's such a big knocker, he's a big macher, so he can show up there with 10 attendants, and they can get the bath hot for him with uh, many containers of water almost immediately. So we're able to assume that, he, that, that the water was heated up within a few minutes after Shabbos. Okay, I don't know why it has to be after Shabbos to be on Shabbos, maybe. Just a thought. Um, all right. Right, that's Since this guy shows up with ten servants and ten ten basins of hot water, and they they can fill up this small bath very quickly. Okay. Says the Gemara, Asuloi Arin Chafuloi Kever. Amai says the Gemara, Chanami Yamtu Mechleishi Yasu. Right? Why is it the case that? Um, in other words, under what circumstances, and this, as, as far as I can tell, the Gemara is asking specifically according to Rav, who's Machmer in the case of Suffolk, who says that we need to know for certain that the non-Jews are not doing it for me. So why? Why don't I say, no, you have to, you have to wait, right? This is a general rule. And the Shabbos, when Malacha is done for a Jew on Shabbos, you have to wait. You have to wait the amount of time that it would take to, uh, to do this Malacha again. So says the Gemara, right? You should say maybe this was right now in this situation. We don't know for certain that the Malacha was done for a Jew, but we don't know for certain not, right? So, uh, so, so you should have the same exact suffix that we mentioned with the bathhouse. Says the Gemara. Um, Amarula The case is that there's some kind of uh, evidence. The the, the the kever is in like a uh, town square or something. And that's where, you know, non-Jews bury people there. Jews don't generally bury people there. Or in Michael Amemar, okay, but that's good for the grave. What about the box? I'm involved kivre, right? Where there's a non-Jew, the box is literally sitting on the open, uh, soon-to-be grave for a non-Jew. And we know, Mamish, that the box was made for the non-Jew. And then they turn around and they say, hey, maybe you Jewish people want to buy this box. So again, I'm pretty sure this is specifically according to Rav, because according to Shmuel, this should not be Mishnah. Okay, no Mishnah. Um, we do everything that a mace needs. I say we anoint the body and wash it. Eventually, you're not allowed to move uh, any of the body's limbs. 
you remove the you can remove the pillow or the blanket from underneath him and place it on the sand so that it should uh, keep um, I guess overnight we don't want the uh, we want the body to keep as cool as possible I'm not sure um, It's not my baby. Okay. Right. So uh, the nature of things is when a, when a when a body when dealing with a corpse, that the body tends to go into rigor mortis, and if, if the body's been left, I guess for a few days, um, the uh, the jaw begin, begins to open as the muscles contract. So uh, it's not a it's a very unpleasant thing, and. Uh, what people would do is they would tie the jaw shut. So says the Mishnah, you're, uh, you, can, you can tie it, but not in order to shut it. You can just tie it in order to, that it shouldn't open further. Now it actually closed. So we say we're not allowed to move any of the limbs of the dead body. So therefore, you're not allowed to actually close the jaw. Similarly, a uh, roof beam, which breaks. You can prop it up with a bench or other furniture items. You're not allowed to you not allowed to lever it back into place. Elisha like place it merely, right? You're only allowed to stop it from uh, from coming down. Says the Gemara, "If I'm really much more by Sunday Shabbat Mershon, if I'm sachal by Sunday Mershon, the biggest ladiach karka." So this is a very strange thing. Um, Gemara says that Rameir had a Talmud. Yeah, Rameir had a Talmud that uh, came into the bathhouse with him. Ubikish ladiach like karka. He wanted to. Uh, he wanted to wash the floor. He wanted to wash the floor. So says the Gemara. I'm not sure why you want to do that. Um, we don't. Um, we don't do that, right? You can't. You can't wash the floor of the bathhouse. Um, he didn't want it to anoint the ground again. I still don't know why he wanted to do that. Right? Or rather, and we don't do that. Karka, right? Right? Because karka, karka. Well, I'm sorry. Jumping, right? Ain't something to do this. So the Gemara is asking, basically, right? We see clearly, um, we see clearly that you're not supposed to. Uh, we see clearly, essentially, that um, Rashi says that a dover hustle, a talto hustle, anything which is mukta, like the ground, anything that you wouldn't be allowed to move pieces of, um, is also lasuch is forbidden to uh, to anoint. So too with the dead body, you shouldn't be allowed to anoint the corpse because you're not allowed to move the corpse. So the Gemara karka bekarka michlafah makes bekarka le michlaf. Over here, the reason that uh, the reason that you're not allowed, that Rameir told us Talmud you can't wash the floor and anoint the floor is because you may come to do that notorious. You may come into the notorious concern of ashvuyegumais of flattening out um, uneven spots on the floor. But a mace bekarka le michlaf, mace a corpse doesn't have that problem. Okay, says the Gemara, Kol Suye Mai. Where is the word? The Gemara says, Kol Tarchei all needs of the corpse. The person can take care of all the needs of a corpse, right? So what's Kol? The word Kol generally comes to add something. Says the Gemara, Kol Asuye Mai. La Suye this is to include that which Rabban taught us, maybe in Klimeka or Klimatres. A person can take uh, glass. Clay maker means cooling vessels. The Rashi explains cooling vessels. The things made of glass, things made of metal. Use these vessels to cool the uh, 
the decomposing body so that it doesn't uh, burst. Can stop up his uh, orifices so that the air doesn't go in. They, they seem to have on the thought that the, when a mace, uh, when a decomposing body, uh, something burst in a decomposing body, it wasn't because of the gases inside, it was because of the wind from the outside. I don't know, I'm not sure what to make of that scientifically. Um, even seemingly makes a reference to this. The Pesach says, actually, right? So he says, actually, before the silver um, rope breaks, that's a reference to the um, the uh, the spinal cord. The Torah's goylas hazohov and the uh, the pole of uh, of or the uh, the um, the fountain of of, of gold uh, shall shall fail. Zayama, so that's the uh, that's the uh, reference to the uh, male organ. With the shover kad al mabua and the uh, rope, the 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 the, the pitcher on the uh, on the on the on the rope shall uh, shatter. Zehakeres, that is a, a reference to the um, to the belly. To the belly, venor tagagol peres, right? Uh, that is the contents of the digestive system. Um, right, that would be the contents of the uh, in, in the imagery that Shlomo Hamelch is using. That would be the reference to the uh, the contents of the stomach. Um, okay, the chen huaymer v'zuzi peres alpnechem. The Navi Yishaya says. I shall spread uh, manure dung on your faces, Paris the very dung of your hag animals, your your carbon animals. So uh Amravuna in reference to this Pasigafuna says, this is a reference to people who put aside uh, Torah learning and they make their whole lives one big party. And the relevant line, Amr um Amravlevi this person who uh, stuffed his face his whole life instead of focusing on what's important. So after three days, the contents of his digestive system uh, burst out onto his face um, as if to mock him and say, you know, now, now see where you've gotten us. Take, take what you've put into me. But uh, anyway, a little macabre, but it gets the point across. All right. Um, you're not allowed to close the eyes of a dead body on Shabbos at all. And you can't do it during the daytime at the moment, right? Some people maybe seem to have had the practice that they would close the person's eyes, the dying person's eyes, as the person was passing away. That's not correct. We're not, we're not allowed to touch somebody who's, who's about to pass away. That person is a goisik. Which says, if you do that, the person who does that is considered a murderer, right? Because he may have uh, hastened the demise of the person who died. Okay. Right. Uh, somebody, you, you, somebody touches the um, the. Uh, uh, a candle that's flickering. So, uh, so what happens is uh, that uh, it's like he's likely to put it out. Since he's likely to put it out, um, 
least likely to put it out, we say a similar thing in reference to the uh, the dead body. Okay. Turn around bottom. Um, somebody who uh, wants to close the eyes of a dead body and he, he for some reason um, has to uh, uh, doesn't want to touch the dead body so what should he do he should uh, blow a little wine up its nose and put some oil between its eyelids grabs he should hold on to the two big toes and the eyes will shut by themselves don't try this. Um, if a, a child, a, a day-old baby, right, who is uh, born on Shabbos and Chas Shalom is in danger, so of course, we're Michal and Shabbos, right? We're Michal Shabbos to save its life. Um, right? But even David Melchisol, even David himself, once he was uh, once he was dead, we're not allowed to be Michal Shabbos for him. It's a very, very famous line where we're Michal Shabbos for this, this newborn baby because hopefully he'll be able to keep many more Shabbos when we save his life. Once he's dead, he can't perform any mitzvahs anymore, so we don't have a right to Michal Shabbos. This is a Pasuk. literally means to uh, set apart among the dead, says the Gemara, but in the other sense of Chavshi Kem Shemesel, and that's a Chavshi Mera Mitzvah in the sense of free. Right? Once a person dies, he is free of Mitzvah, he no longer has to keep Mitzvah because he's no longer alive. Right? A baby, a living baby, you don't have to protect him, very interesting, from a weasel or mice because uh, the vermin, they see the living human being, even a little tiny baby, and the natural thing is that they're scared. Right, they run away. Even the great giant, the king of right, the king of Bashan, when he dies, already the mice will be after him, the vermin will be after him. As the Pasuk says in right, the fear and dread of human beings will be on the animals. As long as somebody is alive, this is the famous thing about people who pass away and they live by themselves and only with cats or, or the like, it usually can get very, uh, very grim because once someone passes away, the animals change their attitude then. Amra Papa. Nikitino and Arya nofil. Very interesting. A lion doesn't attack two people. Says, what are you talking about? It happens all the time. Ha'hu kedurayim bar'aba. That specifically kedurayim bar'aba. Damurayim bar'aba. Ein chaya sheleth is bother much. Didn't like a behemoth. Animals, very interesting. Animals can't overpower somebody until they see him as an animal. Somebody who's man does not uh, abide in honor. So he's like the beast that perishes. In a similar vein, Person is not allowed to sleep alone in a house. Sleep alone in a house. Exhausted will be possessed by um, Lilis as a female demon. Tiny Mishnah Ben Allah Zaraimer Asay Ajata Moitse Umotse Vichavaitra You should do mitzvahs, right, as long as you still, while you still can, and while Umotse Vichavaitra, while it's easy for you, you can afford to do it. Vichavaitra Vichavaitra, and it's still in your hands. 
Zuchar is Berecha Bein Bacharisecha Ad Asher Lo Yavoyu Yimei Hara. There's a pasuk in Kohelas. Um, yeah, in Kohelas of the 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 right, which means essentially remember your boyre, your creator, in the days of your youth until the evil days come. Right, so eventually. We're not going to, you know, all of us will reach a point we don't have the strength to do mitzvahs the same way anymore. This refers to uh, the old age. Years will come um, which you arrive. I have no desire for them. So that's a really strong thing to say. If people get older, it doesn't mean they don't want to live. So it's more able you may have a shiach. That's the reference to the times of shiach. Right? There's no more there's no more individual so how life is going to work in those days is a separate conversation, but it's fair to say that there's no individual benefit. A person could say, I have no individual benefit uh, in the performance or non-performance. The only difference between now and the future um, when Mashiach will come is Shibud Malchiyais uh, subjugation to foreign kingdoms, basically. It's right the the existence of uh, the the way the way uh, the, the economic realities um, of today of the world are going to always continue at least as long as normal human history proceeds. A person should always right. Uh, once we're talking about poverty, a person should always daven that he shouldn't chasron be poor. Shem lahu ba, right? Don't ever think, no one should ever take the attitude that their financial situation is in perfect condition because after all, it uh, could happen to anyone. Um, if not he, his son, if not them, his grandson. Um, with regard to this thing, Hakadosh Baruch Hu will give you a bracha. It's a pasuk in Dvarim. And Rebbe Shmuel, Gaga who shechayz ba'elam, right? What is this thing? Biglal Gaga. There is a wheel in the world, right? And everyone, you know, people go up and down. People are up on the wheel, and sometimes people are down on the wheel. I'm revising. Continue. Haytzur miyabanan loy miyane. We do have a. We have the following statement: Haytzur miyabanan, a Torah scholar will never be poor. So says the Gemara. What are you talking about? We know plenty of. Scholars. Interesting. Not sure what to make of that. But even if he's uh, even if he's very uh, poor, but he won't have to go knocking at doors. Right. When Ruchia uh, said to his wife, when someone comes to the door, um, right away run with bread for him. And you'll be rewarded in Shemayim that your children. Will be treated this way when they go knocking at doors. I'm really made to light the salary. You're cursing our children that they should end up knocking at doors. I'm really right just because we're fine. Some descendant of ours will also will end up being poor. Okay. There's though no, there's that wheel. There's that up and down. There's an up and down, and everyone has their time up. Everyone has their time down. Bazik says, uh, he will show you mercy, he will give you rachel, mercy, he will have mercy on you and uh, multiply your children. Anyone who has mercy on Hashem's creatures, creations will um, receive rachmanus 
mercy from Shemayim. Right? Uh, the Pasuk says, before the sun and the light are darkened. This is okay, so this is just referring to uh, uh, which part of the, right, it's supposed to be a muscle to a person's body. So what then? Right, that's the forehead and the nose. The moons and the shama, that's reference to the soul. Stars are reference to the um, cheeks. I'm not really... Uh, Entirely sure why that would be. The shovel of the the clouds return after the rain. This is the eyes, the light of the eye of the person's eyes. which leaves him after he cries. Right, so that's the rain. Um, when someone cries, so uh, up until the age of forty, crying doesn't harm your vision. But after that, when someone cries, his vision is weak and interesting. In terms of kuchla, uh, which is eyeshadow, which apparently was sometimes applied medicinally. So until the age, until the age of 40 years, marvach, it's good for your eyes. Um, even if you really lay it on thick, achsengardoi is a uh, the weaver's pin, right? So I guess that's relatively thick. So ikaimei mukin, marvach, you can't really improve your eyesight. It'll just uh, keep it where it is, okay? Don't tell the ophthalmologist about this treatment. My kamash malon, the kamadal and kuchot say mali. What is he? What is he? What's the? What's he trying to tell us about laying it on very thick? Or it says, generally speaking, uh, for a person who's under forty, putting on a lot is the more you put on, the better it is. Rav Chanina shach, excuse me, finished shivule brati. Rav Chanina lost his daughter. His daughter passed away. Leyav kabochile. Didn't he? Didn't mourn. I believe the visit. So his wife is upset. Kind of good. I think it's basically it's just like some chicken ran out of your house. Like this is this is Nebuch. This is our daughter. Like how? Why aren't you crying? He says, "I'm afraid, right? That if I cry, I'm going to suffer twice, right? I'm going to suffer both from the bereavement from the morning, and because I'm older, I'm gonna I'm gonna blind myself." So. Says the Gemara, Savar Law, he understood. He thought like this. There are six types of tears. Three are good and three are bad for the eyes. Um, tears that come from smoke, from crying out of sorrow, and from pain, uh, stress in the bathroom, those are bad. They come from drugs, from medicinal things. Um, from laughter and from payrace, from like eating something very spicy, yalfais, those are good for you guys. Okay, we will stop here because I gotta go. And it's the end hey. of the